This episode of Songs and Stories is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up for a 14-day trial and get a free download book by going to audiblepodcast.com forward slash stories. Listen for more details in this episode of Songs and Stories, which starts right now. Well, hey there, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 92. 92, getting very close to the big 100 episode, and I'm trying to think of something really cool to do for that one, and if you have any ideas, let me know. But it'll be a good one, and this one's a good one as well. Uh, We're officially here in summer now, even though I'm on the central coast looking at a cold, foggy day, which means it's summer. Of course, fall and spring here on the central coast mean cold and fog, and, and and winter means cold and fog, but it is officially summer. So summer means music festival season is upon us, and I thought it might be fun to do one of my kind of tangenty sort of episodes. You know, no, normally I listen to or interview other songwriters on this podcast, but sometimes I kind of like veer off and cover other music-related kind of things, and this is one of those kind of happy exceptions. We'll be talking today with Matt Stevenson, who is the executive director of the American River Music Festival in Lotus, California, sort of on the base of the Sierra Mountains running along the American River. It's a very cool festival I was able to get involved with, uh, I guess, a couple of years ago. It's funny, you make these musical connections with people and you feel like you've gone back a long way, but I met Matt probably two and a half years ago, something like that. Um, and uh, worked it the first year, and last year I um, played it in the round in one of their evening performances and, and hosted their open mic, which was a lot of fun. I'll be doing that again this year. September 17, 18, and 19 is when the festival takes place. So what we're going to do is talk to Matt, and I thought it might be fun for you music people who are listening to find out what goes on as far as booking a festival, some ideas on how to approach venue operators, kind of from Matt's perspective. And for you non-musical people playing, non-music playing people in the crowd, first of all, God bless you, because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have an audience. Uh, I thought you might just be interested in finding out what goes on, kind of turning the wheels behind the scenes of a festival to put on a nice little two- or three-day weekend of music. Uh, The American River Festival is kind of unique because it combines the river and some activities as well as the music, and I'll let Matt explain all that in a minute. Uh, before we get started with that, I will let you know that you can uh, find out lots of information about the American River Music Festival along with the artists playing by going to my site, michaelgather.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Look for Songs and Stories number 92 with lots of cool links for this particular episode. You can also go to americanrivermusic.org, and Matt will tell you more about that in just a few minutes. To kick this off, I think what I'll do is play a little bit of one of the artists who are playing the festival this year, one of my very favorite songwriters, Texas songwriter Slade Cleaves. So what we'll do is hear a bit of uh, a song called Green Mountains and Me off his latest release, and then we'll talk to Matt Siemenson, and I think I'll pick up our conversation where we were chatting about kind of how the festival evolved in the first place and what was unique about it. So uh, here's a bit of Slade Cleaves, which you'll be able to hear at the festival in September. And then we'll talk to Matt Siemenson of the American River Music Festival in Lotus, California. You're on the other side of the world tonight But under the same cold stars 
Tonight I'll dream you right back home to this little life of ours. We'll walk hand in hand through fields of green, just like we did last year. But it's so hard to wake up every day. And watch as your dreams disappear. It's quiet here. Your little boy's asleep. He looks more like you every day. Won't you come back, come back, my darling? Each night I pray on bended knee. Won't you come back to the green mountains and? Actually, help 
host the first open mic, which was a lot of fun. And thank you for that. You did a great job. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. I I think you'll be our MC forever. (laughs) And I appreciate that. It's fun. And I like doing that. Locally, I do an open mic, and I think what I tell people is, when you do these kind of events where you're reaching out, you, you meet a lot of other musicians, which is the way to like, I hate the word network, but just learn from other people, you know, and just meet like-minded people, and it all, it all kind of just, you know, helps you evolve into whatever you're doing. But another thing about the location I like too, as far as American River, if I can, if I can summarize it for the listeners, is you've got the the, the day festival itself. It's held in a park, and the the camping is really serviced by three different campgrounds, who I've stated too, and they all seem to have, kind of have their own identity and their own character a little bit, which is kind of neat. And then on the Friday, you, you come back to the to the origin of the river guides, and you have a river trip for Friday with some music on it. So I think it all it all kind of you know glums together into a really neat event. You yeah, got a lot going. It does have different personalities given the, the three locations, like you said, mm-hmm. and the collective community comes all together at the main stage Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, the river trip is a special um, situation. It's really tons of fun with live music. Yeah, that's we great. We have a guided riverfront hike with, with live music also on Friday, um, along with workshops in the campgrounds. The campgrounds all have their own music uh, dedicated to um, just camp ticket buyers, camping ticket buyers. And so there there is an, an overall collective of community. There are some individual personalities going on. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, they're all feeling the same way, but um, it's the only way we could really accommodate the folks in that valley. Yeah. We had to put, we have a long waiting list of campgrounds that want to participate. In oh, I'll bet. It's, it's catching on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, hopefully the uh, county park we use will continue to support us so yeah, it's great it's great yeah i think this year i'm actually going to either make the hiking or the river because we were talking over email this week but i'm actually going to go up on thursday night and be there because last year when i hosted the open mic we you know i always forget about barrier traffic on fridays and we just got stuck in all these clusters and i was <laughs> i got there just in time but this year we'll be up there on thursday night so we can actually do some outdoor activities on friday and okay. and do all that so for the festival how long- a little tired after the river trip like 14 miles and you're paddling the whole thing. That's true. I might do the hike. We wouldn't get back until about 5.30, and then, of course, you'd have to be preparing pretty early for the open mic. That's true. So if the hike would be very, very fun, and we also will have a wine tour with live music. You might know Forest Sun from mm-hmm. the Bay Area. Yeah. You'll be performing at that. So yeah. you have a couple of different choices that you can do on Friday. That's true. And there's nothing else I can stay in camp and play with my friends. So it's not, <laughs> either way it's a win. Either way it's a win. Um, so how far in advance, because you're, I remember at the Far West Conference last fall, you were on a panel of other presenters and, and house concert people and venue people, and they were talking about what they do to like select acts to play in their venues. But you said I'm kind of unique because I only do one event a year. Which is, which is kind of different for the rest of the panel. How far in advance do you start choosing acts, and what do you look for in a festival act? Well, we start accepting submissions. For example, in November, or mm-hmm. shortly after the current festival is over, October, November, December, you know, in that period, mm-hmm. um, we 
usually are concluded with our decisions by sometime in March or April. Mm -hmm. And what we look for is um, it's a it's a combination of three or four things. It is the draw of the individual or band mm -hmm. is a very important consideration. The fee that that individual or band wants to charge or that we can negotiate. Mm -hmm. The type of music that that band or performer plays and how we feel about that performer. Do we like the person? Are they friendly? Are they easy to work with? Um, how how um, enthused are they about the festival? So mm -hmm. those are the four things that collectively make um, somebody an offer to perform on the main stage. There's limitations, and it's not that easy, for example, for a single singer-songwriter to get onto the main stage. Sure, yeah. It's not that easy for an individual singular performer, you know, to... Um, well, we always hire them, usually one each day on Saturday and Sunday, but, but that's it. So there's a limitation as to how many performers we would hire right well I, and I think what you do too is like last year when you had Eliza Gilkin she was backed up by Nina Gerber so it wasn't just Eliza it was Eliza and Nina and that worked really well and I think was it Saturday had oh who was it um Texas guy and I'm forgetting his name Danny Schmidt yeah we had um we had Danny Schmidt as a solo performer this year we will have one solo solo performer it will be Jesse Winchester right and you know he's He's Jesse Winchester. <laughs> he's an ASCAP Lifetime Achievement Award winner. Right. So, you know, he, he's a really a wonderful singer-songwriter. So, you know, that's our only uh, singular performer on the main stage. That would be the kind of an example of the person that we would look for to do, uh, you know, do a solo show. And the nice thing will be in American River Resort where you're staying this year also on Saturday night. Oh, right. And the thing about someone like that, he's, he's a draw. I mean, that's, I, when, you, when I heard that you had Jesse Winchester playing, I was, that's, that's very cool. It's very exciting. It's going to be neat. Yeah, and I like what you're doing this year is you're having the, I know last year you had songwriters playing the evening sets for the most part, and this year you have really the, 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 the big, you know, the main stage acts playing these more intimate sets at the campgrounds, which I think is a nice thing to do. That's going to be a lot it of fun. It is, and it wasn't that easy. <laughs> I think we, I know, I, we, we talked, I think, last, you know, I think December, and you go, I'm trying to do this, and I'm trying to do this, but I think, I think it all worked out, it sounds like. It did. It worked out great. I mean, Jesse, you know, is willing to do a smaller venue show in the campground, mm -hmm. and um, I think our most difficult challenge was Carla Bonoff to get her and, and Nina Gerber and Kenny Edwards to do a campground show. Mm-hmm. I can't say for sure they were reluctant to do it, but some of the requests were a little challenging. They mm. wanted a, a grand piano mm. and a tuner to uh, be there, and we just weren't able to accommodate that. Right. But Blade Cleaves will also be in a campground, mm -hmm. and you know he was just great. It was just sure I'd be happy to do it. So that's, that's great. Cool. He's one of my favorites. Of course, he's playing when I'm hosting the open mic, but, you know, I can't have everything. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm just glad. Your open mic will be a ton of fun, though, because there's a lot of actually very fun, 
find performers. I don't want to say ringers, but there's a lot of people I know playing that, and a lot of people that I've met over email that have confirmed playing, and I've checked out their music, and they're... What's nice for me, a lot of, most of these folks are Bay Area folks that I'd like to meet anyway, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's going to be a really fun night. And you're going to open the evening? I am. I'll open with a couple of tunes, cool. and that'll be fun, too. Um, one, and the thing I like about this festival, too, and, and I haven't been to that many small festivals. I've been to a few, but I think the whole area really becomes like music weekend because you have the main stage set, and then in every campground you have things going on. And some of the, near, the neighboring bars and, and restaurants have music going on, too. So there's... There's a lot to pick from in the evening. And if you don't want to do anything else, you just walk from your from your campsite down to the closest building and there's music. So. It's a pretty much a communal event. There's mm -hmm. no question about it. Um, Kaloma is a really, really cool little community. It's small. Mm -hmm. um, there are only maybe four or five little restaurant spots in the entire area, but they all, well, the entire community basically gets on board for this event. Yeah. That's great. It's a real unique thing for them to experience. Sure. Um, yeah, they, they support it in a really great way. So you and it brings out. You can make, if, if, I think I saw, I saw music last year in um, maybe six or seven locations in one mm -hmm. evening. Wow. I didn't see the entire shows, mm -hmm. you know, but I, I was running around right. going to various locations just to see it and feel that it. it was pretty fun. Yeah, well, and the thing about meeting other people, last year I did in the round at the American River Resort at night with Michael McNevin and Cindy Kalmanson, and in fact, this year I've started hosting, I put, I put together a little a little kind of a music series out down my way in the country in Coralitas, and I'm going to have, having Cindy come up in August to play a night by herself. So you, you meet these people at venues, and you either get to play with them or you help find a way to promote them if you like what they do. So it's, yeah. it's good for musicians. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. So a little... You're going to be... I mean, at open mic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for that, we're a bit unique in that we offer, you know, the three best performances, a tweener on the main stage. Right, right. Um, and it's kind of cool that we get house presenters and, you know, um, publishers of and some radio articles and radio people to all come in and, and they all want to judge it and it's really cool. To right. It's always a really fun evening. Yeah, <laughs> it's very good. It was, it was fun last year. I'm sure it's going to be fun again this year because I'll be in time this year. <laughs> I'll be quite as out of breath. Um, what I wanted to ask you too, going back a little bit, um, I know there's probably been a lot of growing pains from the first year to the second, and I know I went to year two, and it was a lot of fun, and, and it was, I mean, I saw a lot of people there, but I had no way of gauging it. Last year, I think it was easily, I don't know if it was double, but from my perspective, there was a lot more people there. What do you see as far as the audience build up, and, and what are some of the growing pains you've gone through doing a festival like this? Um, well, first of all, when you choose a genre of music that is a little bit hard to define, Americana, let's mm -hmm. call it. Yeah. It, it's not that easily recognizable into the, the mass of, you know, music listeners. Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a funky label, but it's... It's a difficult label. Yeah. Um, it's been labeled roots, Americana. Mm -hmm. you, you can't just label it folk. It's certainly not just folk. Right. Um, and it, so what, that's a marketing challenge uh -huh. um, as to what, how you market it. Um, mm -hmm. So 
And that goes for musicians as well. Growth has been word of mouth, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, so you have a, and the growing pains are, it, it's organizationally, in other words, well, the operation of a festival is has gone very, very well. We have incredible partners and support, a huge loyal volunteer mm-hmm. group. So it really comes down to making it a sustainable event for the nonprofit through ticket sales. Mm-hmm. And that is just not an easy thing to accomplish. Right. Um, you know, you could spend a million dollars in marketing and you're still not sure whether, you know, what kind of response you're going to get. Uh-huh. So we study that constantly. How to reach that group and um, and work on it. It's our our number one emphasis to grow is through the our internet site, mm-hmm. and uh, so we reach out through all of the different medias to get people to our site. Yeah. So we're studying search engine optimization all the time. Mm-hmm. We're trying to uh, get into the whole networking community through all the various social medias. Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah, and it's not that easy. And sometimes it's not all that enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny? You just described marketing to an independent musician, too. It's the exact same thing that I go through. Oh, yeah. And that probably every musician goes through. It's like, do I, you know, do I, word of mouth is the best advertising. People that really, it's, you know, it's finding people who, like what you do that will spread word about what you do. Yeah. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, you can you could pay for advertising, you could pay for someone to put your music on the radio. Do you want to put the money out or do you just want to do the legwork and do the internet stuff and all it's 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 you know, it's it's it's, it's marketing in general, but I think it's the same thing that I go through and probably like most of the people on your bill go through that aren't really big names. I would I would wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Um, so if you think about how you market yourself, mm-hmm. musician, we do the same exact thing. Um, yep. and, and Which is why we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> it's good for something. Anyway. <laughs> well, good. Um, let me see. Let me some final questions. How do people find your website, and how, how would they find you on the Internet and, and hear about who's playing and maybe listen to some music samples? Yeah, that's a great question. Our website is AmericanRiverMusic.org. That's probably the simplest way to get there. Mm -hmm. And on that, um, they will be able to see everything about the schedule, all of the musicians. They'll be able to listen to it. We have a music player on there with 13 songs. Good. We have a video um, area where they can three videos of performers this year. It's a pretty thorough site in mm-hmm. terms of giving you all the information you need. It's a nice, easy-to-navigate site, too. Pardon me? It's a nice, easy-to-navigate site. There's no flashy things coming up. It's, like, it's real straightforward, and everything's Thanks. there. You know, back to this marketing thing, I mean, Internet sites, you can only buy tickets three ways with us, really over the internet through Mm -hmm. the shopping cart by calling and placing a phone order Mm -hmm. 
up. Um, so the internet has become key to participating as a ticket buyer. You want your site to be really user friendly, but then again, you have to build your site around people finding the site too. So mm -hmm. we try to work hard at both of those. Good. And so that site is AmericanRiverMusic.org, and um, of course, our contact information is on there if anybody ever needed to give us a call and find out details. It's not that easy to decide what to do since there's about nine different ticket-type choices mm -hmm. that you can make. You have to decide if you want to walk up for one day or buy a single-day main stage, either to Saturday or Sunday, or to both of those days, or then do you want to camp, which is actually our favorite ticket, um, and the best way to kind of join in on the community feel of things. Right, and go to the nighttime and the, and the morning workshops, which is also kind of a nice plus. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so then you have to decide if I want to stay in a campground, which campground do I want to stay in, mm -hmm. partially due to the feel of each campground, to the right. music in each campground. Um, and you know, then you additionally decide whether you want to actually take a river trip or not. And that's a really cool thing. Yeah. But it's an extra hundred dollars to float the river. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a bit of a, it's a little bit um, pricier type ticket. But it's a river trip too. It is. Fun. It's tons of fun. Yeah, cool. And finally, when, once you want to recap some of the people that are playing this year. Sure. Um, actually, Jesse Winchester, we've said, um, we've talked about him a little. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because Jesse is playing at noon on Saturday on the main Is he? He's playing that early? Yeah. Is that to pull people down there or just because that's when he was available? That's what he wanted to do. Oh. Uh, we wanted him a little bit later or even mm -hmm. on Sunday, but so opening the show on the main stage on Saturday is Leroy Bell and his only friends. Mm -hmm. He's coming from <laughs> Seattle. They're a really good soul rock band. Soul Folk, I think is how he describes yeah. it. Then Jesse Winchester goes on after him. And then David Jacobs Strain and Ann Weiss perform together with a band. And that will be kind of a, a bluesy, soulful, gospel-y type show. Oh, cool. He's great. He's really yeah, good. he's a really talented prodigy on the slide guitar. Uh -huh. Weiss has just a killer voice. And then after that is Slade Cleaves with his either one or two folks accompanying him mm -hmm. and who they are yet. And then closing out our Saturday main stage is Handful of Lovin', which is a really a dancey, groovy band from Seattle. Right. Sunday morning on the main stage starts with Berkeley Heart, and they're a duo out of San Diego, and I'm sure you've seen them mm -hmm. at Far West. Yep. You know what, Michael? Great singers, good songwriters. Um, Second up is Walter Strauss Trio. And Walter's amazing. Walter's a great guitar player. Great guy, too. Yeah, nice yeah. guy. And he has Jason um, Kendrick and Sam Bevan, two very, very fine Bay Area musicians. Yeah, in fact, to, to, to interject, Walter's one of those guys, he plays this fingerstyle guitar, but he's the kind of guy when he plays, <clears throat> he's so, it's so different. I, it's one of those guitar players where I, I stop trying to figure out what he's doing, I just sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Because it's, it's so different and so good. actually describe his music, but it'll be groovy for sure. Yeah. I, I almost kind of call it worldy beady, but mm -hmm. you know, it's tough. 
So then after that will be uh, Carla Bonoff with uh, Nina Gerber and Kenny Edwards. Carla is they're from she's from uh, Santa Barbara, mm -hmm. as is Kenny Edwards. And gosh, I mean, she's probably the one with I want to say at least ten top fifty Billboard chart hits yeah. from the seventies and eighties. And she actually wrote a Grammy uh, winning song. All of my life, that was performed by uh, Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville. That's right. And that won a Grammy for best performance by a duo. And that was sometime in the mid '80s. So she'll be third up on Sunday, and then fourth up is the California Honey Drops. Mm -hmm. and they're from Oakland. And they're just a jazzy, bluesy uh, five piece that are really. They got a lot going on in the Bay Area right now. They're very, very hot. Last up is Mike Beck and the Bohemian Saints on Sunday, and he's just a really talented kind of country uh, cowboy songwriter who, and his he plays a great mean guitar along with um, uh, Tom Ayers, who's an incredible guitarist. These two, it's kind of a guitar band to close out Sunday. That's good. And he comes. Bass and he a comes drum, and they just rock it out really yeah, well. Yeah, he comes from my, he comes out my way quite a bit too. Monterey. Yep, they're yep. from Monterey. That's why. That's probably why. <laughs> really a fine, fine. I see a podcast interview in my future. So, oh, and then there's all kinds of other people performing. Right. That you know Dana Hubbard very well. Yep. And a good um, friend of mine. And Mom Muse, and um, a variety of other folks that are coming in and. On and top the of that, if and you want to have a great Friday night, you just go to your open mic show. That's right. Because I think that that's just going to be a great lot of, what, 16 or 17 musicians. Yeah, and you sent an email, I think, like a couple of days ago, and they pretty much almost all but a few have confirmed already. So it's going to be fun, and I've checked out their music, and a lot of people, a lot of my know, like I said, it's really going to be a, a really fun night of music. So that's going to be cool. Um, lastly, how do people actually contact you about submitting for consideration to play next year's festival. We should cover that for the performers listening. The music sure, we'd like in. to receive a record of your original music. We're kind of old style that way. We feel really good about putting it into, you know, an old Harmon Carden with, you know, some Polk audio speakers and cranking it up and taking a listen. That's encouraging. So, <laughs> I still like I CDs. mean, we still like, elect we get a lot of electronic press kits, but it, it's just kind of fun to... Um, the stuff yeah and um, so what we like our folks to do is mail us a record and they would send that to American River Music PO Box 830 Lotus California 95651 you can include press material if you would like but that's not a requirement um, and that's a good way we love phone calls um, we take them all. That's right. In fact, I was going to mention that at, at that Far West conference, people were talking about, you know, EPKs, electronic press kits, and, and submissions, and email. And you said, and you said, I'm kind of different. Because I actually, I think you said somebody asked what kind of performers you like. And one of the things you said is, if somebody calls me, I'm more apt to to get back to them than email. I'm paraphrasing, but basically, you said, and it, this is how I am too, because you know we're just, we're just deluged with email all the time. And I, and I imagine as a 
as a venue operator or somebody who's presenting, you probably just get just a bazillion emails about, can I play your festival? And you said a comment, and I'm paraphrasing again, about I prefer talking to people on the phone. Yeah, I mean, I really, if you're an independent artist, you know, um, then, well, I'll, I'll get an email from a large agency, mm -hmm. and they'll give me 40 EPKs to look at. Hmm. Inevitably, I won't look at any. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just too much. Right. Um, I'd rather get a call from that person. If I get 40 EPKs from somebody, um, you know, a listing from an agency, I just know that they haven't even bothered to look at what our festival is about. Right. So that means that out of that 40, maybe only three or four are really appropriate to the type of music and to the philosophy and the feeling that we have. And if you spend the time to go through 40 links and press kits, that's a lot of time. It is. It's too much time. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I get a, um, a singular one from an independent artist, I always give that consideration. Every single record gets listened to. Everyone. Uh, yeah. We don't always listen to all the songs. But right. we listen to, we give that Just give it a listen. a listen every single time. Yep. If it's an electronic press kit, it's almost like a job, uh, you know, sending out a letter for a job where you, if you can send us a press kit or an email with a little bit of knowledge about the event, meaning that you've taken a little bit of time to look at the website mm -hmm. and figure out what we do, then that helps a lot. Um, you know, Getting onto the stage is partially your your skills at marketing yourself. Mm -hmm. So we like phone calls, and we like people that have taken a little bit more time to uh, know a little bit about us versus what oftentimes will look like just a form letter. You know, and it kind of goes back to the independent marketing of yourself. Like, say, like if you were marketing your festival, and say you went after people listen to listen to like a high end jazz station, it's probably the wrong market. You know, and if somebody's Reaching out, and it's like for a musician, if you're sending, if, if you know, me, the folk Americana story songwriter, was sending my stuff to a classic rock station, it would be a waste of my time and their time, and obviously I didn't do my work. And the same thing, if people are sending artists who obviously don't fit the style of your festival, are sending you press kits and CDs, they haven't done their work either. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. You're right on the money there. And what I did this year, um, I try to do it every year, but I'm absolutely certain this year, well, for the most part, Anybody who sent us a record, mm -hmm. um, we responded personally back to them. That's really nice. And that doesn't happen very often. No. I mean, a lot of times you'd know this. You send out a record and uh, perhaps you even create a letter and take the time. Uh -huh. I always do. I always customize it all. And you, yeah, and you, just, you just hope it gets there because <laughs> you never receive an acknowledgement back. Sometimes you do. Well, we uh, sent acknowledges back to everybody that took that time. Um, right. We will acknowledge a lot of EPKs, especially if they've taken the time to include, you know, a hello, making it making it more personal. Mm -hmm. We'll respond to those. If it's just the math stuff that is obviously not taking the time, then we might not take the time to get back to them either. Mm -hmm. So um, we're real big on the personal thing, but that's just because I'm not like um, the freight salvage that has. Oh, I don't know, five shows a week. And probably thousands of submissions a year, if not more. Right, so right. I don't think... You, you can take, you can you can make the time to do that, even though it's a big effort, you can still make the time to do it, or you do make the time to do it. Very true. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, that's fun. That's a fun thing because people like you and I have gotten to be friends just uh, doing this together. Exactly. And that's really, really uh, a fun, just an excellent way to, to make friends. Yeah. You know, what I, what I said, like, whether, you know, whether or not somebody gets on the main stage or not, if they just participate like you're participating, it's just really a good thing. It's amazing. It's great. In fact, I said this over and over on my podcast, and I say it live too, but out of all this music, this little musical trek that I've been on the last 10 years, besides the fact that I love writing songs, recording, playing, performing, the friends I've made along the way are the real dividend. Yeah. They totally are. That wholeheartedly. Yep. Cool. So I'll definitely see you in September. Hopefully we'll cross paths before. I'm overdue for a Sacramento trip to me. I'll get up there this summer. I hope so. Alrighty. It's going to be here really quick. It is. It is. Well, once again, Matt Simonson, Executive Director of the American River Music Festival, which takes place this September 17th, 18th, and 19th in Lotus, California. It's a wonderful, very cool festival. And a couple of takeaways from this chat. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, by the way. I say this a lot, but I think the people you meet along the way on this musical path, or whatever path you're on, is the real dividend. You know, the art's one thing, it's great, it's wonderful, but you just meeting like-minded people, whatever you're into, is just really the dividend of anything in this life. Um, also, a thing I like about Matt's approach is he really appreciates the personal touch. He likes to be able to contact the artist directly. And if you've, you know, cold-called and queried for shows... Uh, yes, I've, I've found myself that the people I'm actually able to talk to really result in the, the, the best, I don't know, performing experience or venue, artist, relationship that I have. I mean, sometimes you just cold call people and you get you get booked, but if you can really make that contact and take the extra effort to call versus send out a blind email, when it's appropriate, when you can actually do that, I just found much better success and a better experience overall. I hope that was interesting. And in the, in the next episode of Songs and Stories, we'll stay on a festival bent for the next couple of episodes. We'll be going back to the Strawberry Music Festival where I went to in Groveland, California, near Yosemite about a month and a half ago. And I got to talk with the band Crooked Still. We'll be talking with them, hearing a little bit of their newest album, and hearing a couple of live things they did at Strawberry that I recorded from the crowd, kind of give you the whole experience. So that'll be a lot of fun in a couple of weeks. Before we go, I want to again want to mention that if you go to AmericanRiverMusic.org, you can find out all about the festival, the rafting, the hiking, the winery tour, the workshops. It's a really full weekend of music, and it's really a lot of fun. Also, my site, michaelgaither.com, has links to all of that stuff as well, so check that out. And before we go, I think I'll leave you with um, somebody else I want you to listen to. They're not playing at the festival, but they have a very strong connection to the American River Music Festival. Uh, Matt Simonson is kind of humble, and we didn't mention it in this interview, that he's also a musician. He plays guitar, mandolin, harmonica. He's a songwriter, and the band he's in, MT Wallets, capital M, capital T, Wallets, which is the state a lot of us find after finishing a CD, has a new CD out, and you can hear cuts from that by going to ReverbNation.com and searching for MT Wallets. But I think I'll leave you with a bit of a song here that I think is very appropriate to the festival, and I got a feeling Matt had a big part in this one. I think he's actually doing lead vocal on it. This is called The River Song. This is from the band Empty Wallets that Matt is in. So have a listen to that. Look at their uh, their other songs up on Reverb Nation or get to them from my site. Have a listen to that. And we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. As always, I really appreciate your time. Take care.
know the river, it's a good place to be. You're lounging under that shade tree, kissing your sweetie, making more family. You know, on the river, there's no race against the clock. My neighbor, he just sits on the dock. I go out and stare at rocks. Rocks are always good for ad hoc. So if you're feeling a little misery, come to the river and float yourself free. Cause the river's a good place to be. Oh, the river's a good place to be. Oh, the river's a good place to be at. Oh, the river's a good place to be at. 